0: College Football Experience 2023 Season Preview Week 7 Preview Episode on the Sports Gambling Podcast networks Brought to you by Shady Rays Yes, SGPN is teaming up with Shady Rays for Shady May Get 50% off your Shady Rays using the promo code SGPN And then go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com Slash shady for your chance to win $500 of cold hard cash And after that, remember to, as always, let it ride. Rosso brought to you by Edge Boost. Yes, Edge Boost enables you to uh, double your bet with no interest. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to get started today. And once again, as always, remember to let it ride. This is Jim Mora, and you're listening to SGPN, Let It Ride. Who the hell you're listening to? Well, my name is Colby Swiggin' Dancer based Dad, a.k.a. Pick Dundee. That's not a pick. This is a pick.
1: He was raised in the land down under where a man thinks on his feet, speaks with his fists, and lives by his
2: wits. When Dundee happened, he was a superstar. And you're nothing... Chameleon, lemon-headed, coward, tearless pussy, and I'm after you, buddy. You're gonna pay for it. Sure. Good night. Oh,
0: oh, oh. I mean, I'm still in South America. This is the final week. I'm gonna be in South America talking college football. Glad to bring the game down here, and uh, on behalf of college football, and you know, spread the spread the word. Uh. The news has just been crazy uh, within within the sport, so we're going to talk a little bit about that, and then we're going to draft. Remember, this is week seven. We have all six weeks out there, including week zero, so seven weeks. Go listen to each and every week. We talk about each and every game, or at least our top 30, which we will draft in a little bit here. I am joined by my co-host, give it up for former, former JMU Duke defensive back, the Burrito Eaton. Sideline kiss stealing, wheeling and dealing, Patty C in the place to be.
1: Ho-ho-ho!
0: There we go. Let's talk a little ball. I was shocked to see your boys in the headlines. We'll talk about it in a minute. You're also joined by third man in the boot, the DFS God himself. When the college football season hits, remember we'll be we playing college football DFS nonstop, and he—he's—he's—he's uh, he's, he's a killer. He's a shark. All right, uh, give it up for the rooftop IPA drinking, home brew making, Tobacco Road living, the free luck giving farmer. Farmer, Hernando Basketball League MVP. Give it up for NC Nick in the place to be. There
2: we go. What's up, guys?
0: Oh, man. I mean, uh, we got a lot. We got a lot to talk about. I just want to jump right into the news because we, then we'll get to week seven. Uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, I'm just every time I feel like I, uh, I open up social media, I see something that is, is somewhat substantial. I feel like when it comes to uh, college football and, and perhaps realignment. Uh, First, you have... Well, let's start off with this one. EA Sports and one team have partnered to handle NIL for the new EA Sports college football game, which is returning next season. Guys, are you happy to see uh, the the college football returning? Now, players will have the option to sign on with it or not, so we might get a little Tecmo Super Bowl QB Eagles uh, going on if if someone says, hey, fuck you. Um, Ah. What do you make of that, Patty C.? I mean, amazing. Uh,
1: I think we've always wanted that for pretty much forever. And this is the first time ever we're going to have actual players in the game. College football. I mean, I guess the old college football has had everything except the name attached to it. But it's a big, big step. And obviously, I, you know, I, I am curious how the NIL portion of that will work out. Have they, have they mentioned that is it going to be equally distributed among the players or?
0: They have not mentioned that, but obviously I know that will play a big role because that's how essentially we got in this spot because of Ed O'Bannon. Uh, Nick, NCA football, you would be buying this thing? Get your daughters to be playing that uh, <laughs> no, little no. little Dynasty mode. I'm
2: not gonna lie, I haven't played a lot of video games lately. But the, the, those games back in the day were awesome. And if memory serves me correctly, couldn't you like edit the name so so we would take our, our Athlons or our our Lindseys <laughs> or, or our Phil Steele magazine, find the number. Associated with that guy, and then just change his name in the game. So therefore, the names were in there, you know. So this this makes it a lot easier. Once again, the youth of today just has it made.
0: (laughs) True, and 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 look, dude. Even if they elect to not do it, let's say one team just says no, we we're not interested. The internet. It's like when we did DGen Madness a couple years ago during COVID, when we got robbed of our Final Four, uh, or or, or, I'm sorry, of our March Madness. Uh, we, the internet had an NBA game with a hack with a, a jailbreak for NCAA basketball courts. Someone went and designed all of them, designed right. the rosters and they, we just inputted them. So I'm sure the internet will figure this thing out. Uh, as they say, it is undefeated shout out to disbanded brotherhood says you can definitely edit the name. Let's go. Uh, wanna uh talk a little- what's that?
1: The dent household was probably one of the few in America that back in 2000 or whenever 98, maybe uh, had a full uh, college roster of every team, uh, every player in the nation. But I will say that's, that is how the database uh, and, and company were born, you know, the I, I'm,
0: I'm Yeah. Manually six <laughs> in the morning, going to sleep, just putting in every fucking guy. Uh, look, I, I'm sure I'm going to, you know, if there's a thing called heaven, uh, I might, you know, get there and say, damn, I really wasted that much time entering fucking, you know, uh, Louisiana Monroe's third string quarterback. What was I doing? But no, uh, you going to find out uh,
2: that was heaven. You were actually was, in heaven baby. right there. That's right. That's you right. had to put Roosevelt Potts in there at running back for uh, La Monroe. Uh,
0: that's right, baby. <laughs> Shout out to Roosevelt Potts. Uh, look, before we get to the other news I want to talk about, what I want to tell you. That the college football experience is brought to you by Edge Boost. Yes, SGPN is excited to announce an exclusive early access partnership with Edge Boost, the world's first Bet Now Pay Later Visa card. Yes. So, similar to Buy Now Pay Later programs like Affirm and Afterpay, Edge Boost enables you to uh, double your bet with no interest and pay back the advance over uh, four equal weekly installments. Uh, That's right, folks. That means 0% interest. Uh, Simply deposit your funds into your account, and Edge Boost will match the deposit so you can use two times the amount of funds on any legal sports betting site. Edge currently offers uh, up to $2,500 in advances as you uh, build a repayment history, essentially. So my Edge Boost double-down play of the day is, uh, you know, I think I'm going to go USFL action. And you should go with the Pittsburgh Maulers minus two and a half this weekend because that defense is nasty. Forced five turnovers last week. He's getting after it. And Troy Williams yeah. coming into his own for the Maulers. So check out the USFL Gambling Podcast, and that will be a lock that I give you there. Um, and also with this special offer, the first 500 SGPN users will start at a $1,000 advance limit. Yes, The next 2,500 users will start at a $500 limit. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to sign up today. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge. Must be 21 years or older to use. Only valid in legal gambling states. Problem gambling. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right. We are back on the college football experience. And guys, I almost don't even know where to begin. I got a lot of, I got, okay. so the ACC let's start there the ACC has seven schools they're calling that them the Magnificent seven uh, that essentially are either trying they're examining the uh, the ACC's contract to see if they can bounce out they also from what I've heard reports that if they can get an eighth which may be Notre Dame maybe Louisville maybe Pitt I don't know Uh, they could actually leave the ACC, but they wouldn't have another TV contract. So they couldn't... Theoretically, you could form your own conference, but it would be a little late. So I don't think that's an option. I think the more likely option is that uh, they either join the Big 12 uh, SEC or, or Big 10. Now, why this is all really hard to really follow is because also at the same time and i'm seeing i, I saw michael alford make a statement about this that they just met sunday and monday in florida and a a weighted revenue distribution model is gaining support among acc schools where if your football team or your nca tournament uh, team wins instead of sharing it with the the whole uh, the whole f- f- 15 teams or 14 teams you would then just pocket that money yourselves or, or a little bit would go to the ACC and most of it would go to you. I think I read 10 million for a football win in the playoffs or something like that. But
2: now is that different? Sorry to cut you off. Is that different than, than some other conferences, how they used to have their weighted distribution? Cause I think that weighted distribution, it was just the bigger schools got more of the pie regardless.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 think I don't mind the, yeah. you
2: know, if you're the team that goes further and, and earns that money, I don't mind you keeping more of it. I think uh, that's what, what's more American than that.
0: Well, no. <laughs> and and, and uh, yeah, that is, that that's not bad because that forces everyone to, uh, to really focus on football and basketball, your revenue sports and say, Hey, right. We it's, you don't
2: have the Pittsburgh yeah. pirates. Yeah. You yeah. know, of major league baseball, just, you know, cat cash other people's paychecks.
0: But at the same time, I also have read reports that Brett Yormark, who, you know, I, I know uh, Ross Dillinger for uh, sport, uh, sportsillustrated.com, he just published an article about uh, he was at, at uh, you know, some college football meetings in, in Arizona, and or the Big 12's college football meetings in Arizona. And Brett Yormark, obviously everyone knows Colorado, Utah, Arizona, and Arizona State have been uh, options that Brett Yormark has, has said he wanted, right? But if they remain committed to the Pac-12, and, and there's speculation here that he would uh, be interested in all of those ACC teams that would be leaving, right? And not only that, he also had UConn as a team. Oh, well, first off, he had San Diego State and UNLV in the Mountain West as teams that he would be interested in. Even Fresno State was on that board. And then UConn... Football and basketball, which he continues to say he wants to get a footprint in the Northeast where he can market. He's from New York City, where he worked with Rock Nation with Jay-Z, and where he can market the Big Twelves basketball and football, which obviously basketball if you know you could schedule games in Madison Square Garden football. I don't know how he's planning to do that, but I can tell you getting Yukon might be part of that blueprint. What's hilarious to me – well, first, what's your guys' thoughts on all of that? Because I have more conference realignment news in a minute here. But uh, what, what do you make of – I was shocked that – by the way, the seven ACC schools were Florida State, Miami, Clemson, North Carolina, NC State, Virginia Tech, and UVA. UVA taking football serious? Is this happening, Patty C? What's What do you make of the ACC, you know, and this potential – I mean – it sounds like this could blow up any second. It sounds like also, you know, maybe they, they will. I don't know why, if you're Boston College, you would agree to a revenue distribution. Model, um, you know, that's not going to benefit you more or less. You know what I mean? So, Well,
1: I think if you have to, you would agree to it. I don't think Boston College is probably the one that's out there searching for that. If, if you're the little fish in the pond, but you're getting the same uh, food portion is the big fish, then you want to keep things status quo, but um, yeah, I think if it means uh, getting no food versus getting a little less food, that's why a team like Boston College would agree to that. UVA, I'm not surprised I don't think it's them taking football seriously. It's probably them taking money seriously, you know <laughs> and having the uh, whatever cachet in a number of uh, areas that allows them to be part of that crew that could leave. You know, but and Virginia will probably get picked up by either the SEC or the Big Ten. Just, just. No, but that,
0: that's another thing that came out in Dillinger's article was that Kevin Warren, before he left just past uh, April, had uh, basically had evaluated Oregon and Washington joining the Big Ten and uh, their value and how much more money they could get from. And the TV execs were not interested uh, unless. Uh, Essentially, Kevin Warren, for it to make sense, wanted two hundred million dollars, and TV execs were not interested in adding Oregon and Washington. Also, USC apparently said to Kevin Warren that they are not interested in; they do not want the Big Ten to expand to the West Coast. So, interesting. Besides USC and UCLA, they want the, and who knows how 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 much power that is. But my point with that assessment: this could all change. Obviously, they have a brand new commissioner, but. If they don't add, if Oregon and Washington don't add much value, and the, the slice of the pie gets smaller for every other school, then I don't know that they would be jumping. The only one that I think could be jumping would be big the Big Twelve because he's made it known he's looking to add a lot of teams
1: that could be jumping from the Big Twelve to uh, to the Big Ten or no,
0: the ACC teams or, or, going to the Big because if the <laughs> SEC and the Big Ten are set on their basically saying if we add Virginia, North Carolina, yes, we get into Virginia, North Carolina, but we're, we don't, our, our, our piece of the pie is smaller because TV execs don't value those schools as big, big, you know, money makers. Yeah. Um,
1: so what is the
2: question then? What (laughs) do you think? I'll jump in here for a second, Patty. So, you know, my stance on, on this, all this realignment, you know, all, all these unnamed sources. And I know It's currently mid may. So a lot of people are scrambling for stuff to talk about. Yes. All of this stuff may be happening behind the scenes, but there are a thousand scenarios that we could throw out and talk about for five hours. The fact is we don't really know. Nobody knows. And, and these people on Twitter that you've, that you've sent me some of the stuff, Colby, you know, one guy, especially, I forget his name, but you know, if we had if, if all these people with sources if all that stuff came true, the ACC currently wouldn't exist. Neither would the big 12, neither would the Pac 12. I mean, there's been so much bullshit thrown out there for the last year or two. I'm hesitant to believe anything.
0: Well, I can tell you this 16 minutes ago, Pat 40 reported that those seven, that all those ACC teams met. And those seven, sure, standing that by makes complete those, sense. Yeah. If yeah.
2: anybody didn't think, I mean, they should be doing that. Every school has to look out for themselves, of course, but uh, that doesn't mean like, you know, there's, uh, uh, you know, the Big 12 already has an agreement reached with Louisville. People yeah. are just ta- are just going for anything right now, and I just think you kind of have to sit back and see how the dust settles. I don't know,
0: true. But it, uh, the, the last three junes we've had, I believe we had huge fucking news in either June or, or first week of July, Oklahoma or 12, you know, six, uh, 12 team playoff. Uh, then you had. Oklahoma and Texas joining the SEC, and then last year USC and UCLA joining. Not to the mention
1: for, uh, CU or uh, American teams joining the Big Twelve. Not quite as earth-shattering news, no, but it's still, it's still big news, though. Still big news.
0: Well, and and I mean that—that's their concern. I think is this: UCF is going to be making more money than Florida State and Miami starting this year. Uh, so that that's pretty pretty amazing, right there. Um. Other news I wanted to get to was San Diego State's athletic director uh, was saying that, uh, you know, he kind of is, is saying but not saying that they're in the Pac-12. <laughs> um, and their rate to leave the, the Mountain West triples by July 1st. So it kind of gives us a deadline on when we will see San Diego State to the Pac-12. Um, but I'm hearing, even though the Big 12 could, you know, obviously wanted San Diego State as well, I'm hearing San Diego State and the Pac-12 want each other, and that we will see that before July 1st from some of the statements well, it, have been yeah, made. Yeah, what's the delay? Let's
1: give us something. Uh,
0: I, mean, I believe well, say it it,
1: on July 1st, it gets – I it, saw it, that gets, as well, yeah. Say that again, I'm sorry? Uh, I'm surprised. Usually, you know, the longer you wait, the, the, the less you have to pay to get out. You know, but uh, in this situation, it's tripling the the price to get out. Wow. So they better
0: move. Well, no, but uh, apparently they're they're, they're waiting on the TV deal. And I was listening to Washington state school president talk about this, uh, that their deal. First off, he said, we have a deal. That's pretty much it's ready to go. The problem is, is ESPN and uh, Silicon Valley have had a bunch of layoffs. So they told us, This deal is good to go. We just got to buy some time because we don't want to be laying off all those people and then throwing a, hey, here's $200 million for the Pac-12 or whatever it is. You know what I mean? Like, um, I don't know if that's just bullshit or not, but that would certainly explain it. Uh, And you got to wonder if they add San Diego State, you would think they would be adding another team uh, just to have an even number. So that is something to watch out for. I wanted to touch base on one more thing. UConn it's funny pat 40 i i I, i've met pat 40 before and i i think he's a good journalist but at the same time like he was adamant that yukon should not join the big 12 i completely disagree with him If if the big 12 came calling they would make like eight times the amount of money maybe even more uh that they would actually be making in the Big East currently. And their football team would now have a contract in a major network with, uh, you know, getting on TV all the time. They're independent right now, and that's a hard yeah. grind. I was shocked to see that. He said that, Nick, what do you make of UConn? Potentially, your mark wants to get to New York City. UConn, probably the, them or Rutgers, you could argue, the closest college football team in New York City. And yeah. then, obviously, the college basketball brand would be on brand with the Big 12, the best conference of late in, in college basketball,
2: yeah, no final four teams, but uh,
0: mm-hmm. so, uh, you know, look, I'm a, I'm a huge
2: college basketball fan. You know, I love Yukon in the big East. That's really where they belong, but take that out of the picture. And you know, Yukon's their little, you know, flirt with the uh, American athletic conference didn't really work out. But if you have an, an opportunity to, to join one of the major conferences, I think you have to take it. Like if you're a Yukon Fan, if you're part of the university mm-hmm. or part of the academic programs, you, you have to jump at that. I think, yeah, yeah the, the money disparity is so big. I think you'd be foolish. I not was to.
0: fascinated. He's like, I hope they learn by their first m- mistake. I'm like, their first mistake wasn't offering thirty five million dollars a year or whatever the number is, right? Where they can throw all that into their football program. Well, well, joining the AAC,
1: joining the uh, Big East, or joining the uh, American was it? Or no, no, no. They went. Uh, well, no, not know how that worked out because they were Big East. So what was
0: their first mistake then? American. Yeah, American. the American is what he said. Be- okay. But, it, I mean, American, just their revenue was not the same as the Big 12. And if you can Nowhere get a, a part of this, yeah. it makes no, no fucking sense. I think that's a pretty interesting storyline, though, moving well, forward. Well, that,
1: uh, they didn't really have an option. Uh, it's not like they left the Big East for the American, right? It The Big East folded. And... The American yeah. form. They needed yeah. a football conference. They yeah. had to join. You they know? needed
0: a conference in general because we didn't know that the Big East was going to do this right away in basketball. For a second, the Big East had, I don't know if you guys remember this, they had TCU and Boise State and San Diego State, and then they decided to scrap that. They never even played a game. But for a second, that was, you know, going to be the, the, the Big East for a few months. Um, UConn to the Big 12, Patty C. What would you think of that? Well,
1: I think if you look at what happened when I don't know how long, I don't remember. I don't think they were big East before. What were they? C USA uh, uh, before the big East in football. Uh, Cause they weren't a big East football. Yeah, team. The I think time, they might've
0: you know? been C USA or, or maybe just independent. maybe FCS.
2: They played, they were in yeah. the big East also.
0: No, I know that they football. were in the big East, but I'm saying like before the big East, I got you. No, what, what I'm more. saying is, uh, for
1: football, I, I don't remember them as a big East team back. Oh in No, America. they were a
0: big East. Team. Oh yeah. yeah, were they, yeah.
1: Were they, And they just came up. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well in that situation. Yeah. I mean, I guess being in the big East, uh, ended up paying off. So maybe that was just them building their program, but I would think joining the big 12, uh, would give them, um, uh, you know, probably the biggest platform of any team, you know, North of, Rutgers in in college football, a northeast of Rutgers, I should say. So, you know, Boston College, they immediately have more cachet than Boston College just by being in that conference, assuming Boston College doesn't, you know, join the Big Ten. And then Syracuse kind of gets left out in the cold. If you want to come up as a football program, I think it's a great move. And then you know it's a lateral move in the uh college basketball ranks and it takes them away from where the Nick like like Nick said, they they belong in the Big East. But if you're playing just as good a basketball conference and your football program skyrockets because of it, then yeah, it's a, it's an obvious move.
0: Well, and your mark, if he's able to get, if he's able to get, uh, you know, if Syracuse needs a home and the big 12 then can get Syracuse or Pitt or Louisville,
2: isn't, aren't they make, wouldn't they be making the same mistake? The ACC did bring in a bunch of schools that weren't very good at football and don't bring in a bunch of uh, a bunch of money.
0: I don't know that it'd be interested in Boston college, but I think Pitt and Louisville actually have value
2: Pitt, Louisville. Okay. Syracuse, Syracuse.
0: Well, Syracuse is because college basketball brand, and he wants New York city. That's a ton of Syracuse fans, right? That well,
2: I, you cool. know, the ACC is in the predicament they are in because they overvalued basketball, uh, you know, uh, equal to football. True. Yeah. You know, so I, I think the big 12, they, they you better learn from history. You know, and be careful of who you choose. Just just adding on teams
1: isn't always a good thing. You have to add the right teams.
0: Yeah, now, I, you I say
1: I, that because ACC overvalued basketball. I mean, the ACC was the ACC from the fifties. They started adding football teams, like what Clemson, Florida State. But then afterward, who'd they add up north? Boston College, Virginia Tech,
0: Virginia Tech, yeah.
1: Most of those are. I mean, I would say those are as much football schools as they are basketball schools. To no, extent, the, the ACC overvalued academics and they overvalued basketball. Well, they're just better at basketball, but yeah. I mean, maybe it's because they overvalue it. Maybe, maybe because they don't invest in football. Maybe but that's my it,
0: my my point that I was going to make though is that if they get Louisville and Pitt and let's say Syracuse along with UConn, they already have West Virginia and Cincinnati who were old Big East teams, right?
2: how many teams would that be like 20 or something? I mean, yeah,
0: but I think that's the future buddy. I I think we, we, we got to get content with that, but uh, maybe,
2: maybe the big 12 will be the first to move to a a gigantic number like that. Who knows? I mean, all these scenarios are endless. The possibilities we could have our own separate podcast just on that. Yeah.
0: What's hilarious is he could actually have the big East as a division in the big 12. This (laughs) is the big East division with Louisville oh, Pitt. So stupid. Yeah. So this stupid. Stuff. Yeah. Uh what any, would be the other division? The Big West?
1: The Southwest <laughs> Conference. <laughs> yeah.
0: I, I think
2: I think the Big West is already trademarked, buddy. Yeah. The big eight. It. Mr. FCS football guy.
0: Yeah, buddy. <laughs> uh all right, look. Um, well, I'm I'm curious what you guys make. So you got the seven the seven uh the magnificent seven in the ACC. They say they're all gonna stay together, you know. Friends through eternity. I don't believe that. And I'm curious. Do you guys think by the time the season kicks off, I know we're going to get the ACC for this year, but will we have, do you think an announcement from those seven schools or perhaps an eighth that they're going to leave the ACC? Nick, my
2: guess is no. Yeah. Look, I'm obviously I'm the the biggest ACC fan on this podcast. Maybe I'm just want to keep my head in the sand to pretend nothing's happening. Uh, but my guess is no, Uh, uh, eventually at some point, some things are going to shake up, but I think right now it's probably all just rumors. So I'm going to say by the, by the time the season starts, no, no, no
0: announcement. Patty C
1: Uh, I would think not. I think they would probably agree to the um, unequal revenue distribution before that. And they'd probably let that play out a few years unless ESPN or Fox is just ready to pony up and take you know, all of them and offer all eight, you know, a guaranteed spot, then it could happen. But short of that, I don't think anyone's taking any chances, you know, of
2: getting much. What's your up. answer to your question, Colby? Uh,
0: I think, I think something will be announced. I think when San Diego state, leave, that's another part that I didn't even touch on is that the, that from that report that the mountain West, if they lose San Diego state and UNLV, uh, cause there's talk that the big, your Mark wants into Las Vegas too. So, I don't know, but I, I do expect something big to happen because we're we're going to this 24 or we're going to this 12-team playoff next year, and I think they want to have a clean slate going into that, knowing who's in what conference. So I I, I expect San Diego State to be announced to the Pac-12 by July 1st with another team. Now I, I kind of think it's SMU, but if it's not, then I, I would imagine it's uh you know UNLV or Boise. But I think that's definitely going to happen, and then when that happens, I think that is going to force the Mountain West to add teams. And other things you're just going to see shifting uh, going going on throughout the sport. But they were talking about the Mountain West, though, talking about, uh, yes, they've had talks with the FCS, but also UTSA would be their target as who they would want uh, to to get into the Mountain West. UTSA is the Mountain
2: West that much better than the American?
0: That's a good question, especially... Well, if you lose UNLV, I would say that that's a big upgrade to get UTSA. If you lose, if you lose San Diego state and UNLV and you add UTSA football, and I don't know who your other school would be. They, you know, maybe it's North Texas. May you know, I don't, I'm not sure. Um, but you could make the case. They got stronger. Wouldn't you, wouldn't well, you say so?
2: Yeah. If that happens, but I think maybe UTA is who they want Maybe, but it's always possible. UTA doesn't want them takes but, two to tango. I think is, uh, what they say.
0: But, but <laughs> my point is I do expect I do expect at least an announcement, because I, I, I and
2: I from the ACC schools.
0: I, I, think so because I also think a, rev, a, re, a revenue distribution model. I, I, don't think that actually works. I think that kind of poisons your conference. So I, I think they'll they'll look at Texas and Oklahoma and what they did to the big the Big Twelve, and I don't think they'll they'll all agree to that. You need they need all of them to agree to that, and I don't know that they will. So it's going to be very interesting. Uh, some other news quickly before we get to, uh, our draft, uh, TJ Finley, former Auburn slash LSU quarterback. He lands at Texas state NC, Nick, TJ Finley, Texas state. You buy this guy in? was,
2: this guy was once, if I'm not mistaken, a five-star recruit patty. C, our uh, recruiting coordinator. Is that accurate? Uh, I'll have the 24 seven that real quick.
0: He might've been no, a four-star
2: four-star. Okay. Either way. It's a good, get for Texas state. Uh, he's never really panned out. You know, at the uh, the top level of college football, go down a level. He brings a lot of athleticism. He could, Check he, that. He, could he could fit well there nicely. Three star. Three, Three star. star. Who oh, am I no, thinking I don't of? Know. Oh gosh.
0: You're thinking of uh, Jamarcus Russell? Oh, um, yeah.
1: of course. I don't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, but six
1: six two fifty. He sounds like he should be a five star.
0: <laughs> uh, sounds like guys, he should be a
1: linebacker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> other news: Michigan State wide receiver Keon Coleman. Who was uh? They're starting whiteout that hit the portal last or two weeks ago. He landed at Florida State. Patty C Seminoles keep loading up talent. Um. Also, Colorado landed uh, AAC Freshman of the Year from Houston, Alton McCaskill, who had 18 touchdowns and over a thousand yards a season ago. What? Any of those stand out to you?
2: Who, hold on. Who landed him?
0: Colorado.
1: Well, oh, nice. Good. He's yeah. solid, man. He's yeah. good.
0: Uh, should be interesting to see. Let's get to the draft. I folks. prime
1: What's time, it? get the, uh, number 80 prospect in the nation recruiting wise. I don't know if that's uh, particularly, you know, noteworthy, but it's certainly making the news anything. Well, I,
0: I can tell you this also, when you have one of the top, I think one of the top corners in this next class, uh, canceled his Ohio state visit to go to a Colorado visit. Woo! That is, you know, and who knows if he signs there or not, but I'm just saying when you cancel Ohio state. When you cancel Ohio state to go to Colorado, that's, that's, uh, that's, where, that's where we're back to the mid nineties. Our um, guy
1: Dee bet doesn't like the sound of that. Yeah. Where's, <laughs> the no fly zone up there, you know, air force, they don't have much room to practice cause that's the no fly zone.
0: Yes. Shout out to Neil Barterson who says I flew from Denver to Amsterdam. How's the weed brother uh, binge uh, weeks, week one to six uh, pods. Don't know if there's a hashtag, but y'all sound way different not on a uh, 1.2 X speed or whatever the fuck, however you pronounce that. Uh, yeah, that's true. I, I, I definitely sound, uh, w- way more, way more re- retarded. Can I say that word yeah. still? Um, <laughs> anyway, our I other feel guys like you probably uh, sound okay. more
2: intelligent. Yeah. K- Kaden true. Owen said the same thing as I did last week. He asked, is pick Dundee streaming from jail?
0: Yes. Yes. Uh, (laughs) South America, you know, got, got caught up. Don't worry. Are are you
2: perhaps inside of a very large chimney?
0: (laughs) (laughs) The, 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 I can tell you the U S embassy has got a decent football squad. All right. So, uh, anyway, look, uh, I want to get to our our draft. All right. But before we get to our draft, I want to tell you. That the college football experience is brought to you by Shady Rays and Shady May. Yeah, Shady Rays is teaming up with SGPN for Shady May. Not only do you get an amazing 50% off, but you also have a chance to win $500 of cold, hard cash. Uh, Shady Rays are fantastic. They have the best deal. If you lose or break your pair of sunglasses, even on day one, they will send you a brand new pair. No questions asked. All right. Uh, It's just honestly, they have your back long after your purchase. And right now, for our international listeners, Shady Rays has you covered as well with shipping uh, to Canada, Australia, New Zealand, and the UK. Go to ShadyRays.com. Use that promo code SGPN for 50% off of two-plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Then take that receipt over to SportsGamblingPodcast.com Shady for you, your chance to win $500 cold hard cash in our Shady May contest. And remember, as always, folks, to let it ride. All right. I believe... I believe NC Nick is on the clock for our week seven draft and what do you make of the week? First off, Nick,
2: I think it's a solid week. One of the, I mean, the, the thing I love most, there is count them, nine weekday games. You know, hmm. one of my names is, is weekday Nick and man, it is loaded from Tuesday to Friday multiple games each day. It's a wonderful thing. Like Colby mentions, this is the wave of the future. We're going to see this more and more. Why put your game on a Saturday where you're going to get no viewers. You could triple quadruple the amount of viewers you get, if not more than that on a weekday. So I love that fact. The Saturday slate is solid and there's some depth, some, a uh, couple you know, big games up top, but uh, I'd say it's a solid week. Not, not great. Not awful.
0: I agree. And you know, I actually, I think this is a pretty strong week. I think you're going to have, this isn't, this isn't when I look at this, I see upsets. I see great games. Um, I'm curious where you take it as or Patty. See, what'd you make of this week? Well,
1: at first glance, uh, you know, I, I've trained my eyes to kind of look past the weekday games. Cause the slate usually doesn't have that much meat on it. Um, and the Saturday slate has a decent, you know, lineup, but nothing spectacular, but upon further review, when I do look at the weekday games, there are several very watchable weekday games that Hell you yeah. know I will yeah. definitely be paying attention to so uh, as far as a week of watching football goes pretty solid
0: you got a lot of drama uh, in, in this week i I'm gonna make the case on on a lot of these uh, matchups once we get into it but uh yeah uh, NC Nick, where are you taking us
2: all right I'm gonna go on the side of history here. I'm going to say USC at Notre Dame been playing since 1926. Uh, I mean, yeah, not only is it a historic, great historic rivalry, but also these two teams combined for 20 wins last year. So it's historic yet very relevant this year. Give me USC at Notre Dame
0: Hartman for Heisman. It's a big opportunity for him. USC at Notre Dame. This is one of those rivalries though. It's funny as People often say, "Colby, you're a traditionalist. You love this, you know, you, you love college football rivalries." This one never really moved the needle for me, but I, I do think it's a great matchup. I think I kind of I'm high on USC, but I'm not that high on Notre Dame this year. But a, a trip to uh, to South Bend, it could be cold here. It could be interesting. Patty C, what do you make of USC at Notre Dame?
1: Well, neither teams have exactly ball busting schedules leading up to this. I mean, uh, Notre Dame has one game that they'll probably be dogs in, which is hosting Ohio State. But the fact that that's at home, maybe maybe they have a chance in it. Going to NC State, Duke, Louisville, you know, there's probably a loss in there too, potentially. But should they come out of that stretch, what one, two, three, four, five, six, six and one, you know, they'll be certainly top fifteen, probably. And then uh, USC almost certainly will be undefeated going into this game. So, yeah, this game has, uh, in the second half of the season, massive playoff potential. The last time I think we had a one-loss Notre Dame versus an undefeated uh, USC team, or the last one that stands out in my memory, was the Bush-Push game. South Bend in October, It's, it's an amazing environment. It's one of the best environments. I know the game... Doesn't have uh, obviously the, the the cross-sectional or whatever they call it uh, non-regional field to it, but these are two glamour programs. Hate it if you want, Colby,
0: but it is kind of fun.
2: Notre Dame is not going to be a six and one going into this no, I was game. about
0: to say I got him at like three and three. <laughs> I got him at best, th- four and
2: three. Best case scenario, five and two. They have three road trips at ACC schools: at NC State, at Duke, at Louisville. They're gonna drop at least one of those, I think, and then probably also lose to the Buckeyes.
0: Yeah. I agree. Yeah,
1: most, likely, most likely. I agree. Probably too long.
0: But yeah, I mean, look, the Golden Dome is great. I do appreciate that stadium. I've been down there to the linebacker in. I've been to Legend Sports Bar and uh it's it's fun. But uh and and I, I wish it was a little I wish it was in like November, to tell you the truth. October 14th, still gonna be warm. Come on.
1: Well, that's exactly why they do this. You know, they, well, USC they're joining the Big to,
0: Ten. They should get used to this. Put this in November. They should be uh, yeah. used to it by
1: now. Yeah, that we don't want to play in cold weather. It's not going to fly anymore. But um, I'll say this. Uh, I am. There was a time when Notre Dame was fading and USC was peaking, and I thought that Notre Dame would never be able to compete with USC again. USC was looking like Alabama or Georgia at this point you know, in terms of just like an unending cycle of excellent recruiting and Notre Dame had bottomed out. I'm glad this rivalry has turned competitive again. Was that the Charlie Weiss years? Yeah, those were the char. I mean, even before the Charlie Weiss years, but like, right. Like when Brady Quinn was like a uh, a freshman, it was like, good God, they're terrible. Um, But uh, yeah, I, I wonder who will be favored. Obviously you have to think USC, but either way, the spread shouldn't be that big for this game. Right?
0: I don't think so. Probably be like, I don't know. Notre Dame gets that Duke love and like in basketball, or the Cowboys where they can, they'll, they'll, I imagine like USC minus four. That's it. Probably. I well, USC, yeah.
2: Like, I mean, it's so hard to predict a line for week seven. So I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the,
1: the final score last year was what? I got to get this pulled up. It was 30. Uh, US... uh,
0: I have right here. 38, 27 go. at
1: home. So an 11 point win at home. Notre Dame's got what? a better quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Marcus Freeman. So you're right. Yeah. It would Um, be a good game. It is. It is Patty C you're on the clock.
1: Look, I am taking us out West West coast, Patty C in the house for another border battle. And one of the best border battles in college football, we got Oregon traveling to Washington. Okay. And what could be for a ticket punch to the PAC 12 championship game. Uh, What I I'm seeing uh, Washington in some preseason prognostications in the top five. I think that's a little high. Oregon certainly did pretty well in year one with Dan Lanning. They're going to be good again,
0: but Uh, they they lost to Washington in, in Eugene. Yeah, that's true. Uh,
1: let's see if Bonex in year two and Eugene is, uh, come along a little bit, but either way, excellent quarterback battle. And I don't know, there's something about these two teams. That's just, I can't describe it. I have a hard time describing it, but there's well, something been, fun. About.
0: Well, they've been playing for 124 years. You gotta love this matchup. And, uh, you know, Washington leads this all time series 61 to 48. Um, but they also have five ties. And uh Washington, obviously, this game was hilarious last year. Do you guys remember this game where Oregon went for it on fourth and I think fourth and like three from their own 30-yard line, and Washington stopped them and then just kicked the game winning field goal? 34-34. Right. And Oregon goes with the backup quarterback, because uh like that possession prior, Bo Nix had gotten knocked out. They had Ty Thompson in and they go for it at their own 30, one of the craziest play calls I've ever seen in my life, in my opinion. Uh, and they don't, they get stopped by Washington's defense. And then Washington kicks the game winning field goal. In that, Cause there was only like, I feel like there's only like 30 seconds left in the game. It's like, what are you doing? Just punt and go to overtime. I don't know. Nick, what do you make of this game?
2: It's a great game. I had this at number two also. And uh, yeah, you know, last year, so Oregon had won three in a row before last year. And last year was the battle of first year head coaches. With DeBauer getting the better of Landing, uh, so maybe a uh, you know a little budding you know new uh, coach rivalry going on there. I mean, it's a great game. It's, it has history. It has two you know top teams this year also. I and mean, what is there not to like?
0: Yeah, you gotta love it. And obviously, the Big Ten. You know, if they can somehow get that money, maybe two new teams in the Big Ten down the road. Who knows? But uh, they would have. I to- mean, what's that?
1: D- the bower and landing i guess landing with his sec ties might be a uh, you know the type of dude that would leave for an sec school but oregon is kind of a destination school and so is washington and they're both pretty young coaches so you're right this may be the, the beginning of a 10 15 20 dare i say year rivalry that might be as, asking a little much but
2: who knows so, if they so- have success I think that's a, the obvious top two games. Do you guys all agree? And then the question is where does Colby go from here? Because I think um, he can go in a number of directions.
0: Well, I can tell you where I'm gonna go. <laughs> one there would be one that I play because I love the rivalry, but I just don't think that team's gonna be very good this year. So I'm gonna ignore that one. And I'm gonna stay in the Pacific Northwest. Because UCLA is heading into Corvallis, where I see a loss. <laughs> and I think it's a huge game for the, the Um they, What they get, UCLA, they get Utah in Corvallis. DJU, I, I, I think he's going to get the starting job. I know they had that big recruit uh, come in. But yeah, obviously, UCLA, Oregon State, two teams that uh, you know, won a lot of games last year. Um, so, Patty C., NC Nick, what do you make of UCLA, Oregon State?
2: Well, uh, first off, Patty, see, bad timing showing the dog. You know, you you, you show Colby's dog uh, what th- the previous game when the Huskies are playing. Okay, that's not, true. But Oregon UCLA. State might be
1: the dog here, and we're rooting for them. Ah. But they might not
2: be the dog. You know, yeah, uh, right. they might be favored here, and I wouldn't be surprised if they win this game. This this is a game where, look, let's face it, UCLA is kind of a soft program. I don't think they want to go into Corvallis and want any part of the Beavers here.
0: Uh yeah, I mean, I don't know, but Chip Kelly does run the ball a lot. True. He does run the ball a lot. So
2: I just still I still think of them as, you know, nice weather and, and you know, sunny field and fancy uniforms. They don't want they don't want a part of Corvallis, right?
0: Yeah, with the chainsaw, the turnover chainsaw. <laughs> uh and oh, believe it or not Oregon State did win the last matchup they played. I think this is a uh, I just think, you know, look, I wanted to play Auburn LSU, but I just don't think Auburn's going to be any good this year. Maybe now that they got Peyton Thorne, you can talk me into it. Um, But I think UCLA and and Oregon State are both contenders in the Pac-12, so it's a bigger game to me.
1: I mean, You said Auburn LSU was another one. I mean, that's, that's a really great game, but But
0: Auburn, Auburn, you know, had a losing record last year. They don't have a lot of talent on their roster right now. In my opinion, I know they bring in a bunch of transfers. Maybe that works out. I Auburn LSU rivalry. I love better than UCLA, Oregon state, but I just don't know how good that, especially if it was it's in Baton Rouge, they could lose by 30. You know what I mean? So Patty, see, what do you make of UCLA, Oregon state?
1: Well, real quick on Auburn LSU, we'll get to that, but that Tends to be, I feel like a really tight game that said in terms of quality of football and and relevant football, you're probably right that UCLA, Oregon state is the bigger game. I think Nick's uh, point about them not wanting any part of the hornet's nest. That is Oregon state uh, is probably true. I think I have to favor Oregon state in this game. I would be you UCLA would be proving something. Now UCLA did make that miraculous Comeback us come back against uh, who was that? Washington State. That was Leach. You know, I don't think uh, you know the door will be open to make that kind of comeback against a, a tougher team like Oregon State. But um, UCLA can prove something about themselves, and Chip Kelly can too. But I think uh, I have to favor Oregon State here.
0: Yeah, I think so too. Shout out to Lane Elliott who says, "What's up, guys?" And shout out to Steve Latimer who goes, "South America is the second best America." <laughs> Whoo.
2: A, what about Central America? Yeah, uh, I'm, say, a, I'm a big yeah, fan yeah. of Costa Rica.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Costa Rica. Uh, All right, NC Nick jumps back. To- Man,
2: this is so tough here. There's a look. There's a two. There's two local games in my state here that I'd love to play. I'm gonna play one more before this, and maybe this is coming way out of left field. Maybe I'm overplaying this, but I mean, you could play 15 games here. I probably wouldn't argue with you. I'm gonna go to a weekday game. Possibly the most intriguing one because it is the Holgerson bowl.
0: Yes. Yes.
2: <laughs> Thursday night, West Virginia at Houston, first ever matchup. And, and you know, it's a new Big 12 game, and you got that angle with Holgerson. Oh, so, and they
0: hate him. West Virginia fans hate him. They're lucky this is not in Morgantown, though
2: that's true. I wish it was. That's true. If he, if he, if Holgerson goes back to Morgantown, it'd be that much better. I wish that was the case. Unfortunately not, but still a fun game to watch on Thursday night.
0: Yeah. The, the, the Roy Munson or bigger Earn McCracken bowl. I don't know who, who we want to say he looks like with that hair. I think big, bigger and McCracken. We say Patty C West Virginia at Houston Thursday night, big 12 action. What do you make of it?
1: Well, you have just, uh... Inspired me to root for Houston in this game just because when they do go back, presumably next year to West Virginia, the hatred level will be very high for that. Um, It's a good game. Um, I mean, first time around, it's something interesting to watch. I might have chosen a few other ones here, uh, but. I, the big 12 is uh, both of these teams. I don't know. I mean, what what can you really say? Are, bo- are both of these teams going to be contenders in the long run in the big 12? Is oh, there I think it really is just the Holgerson angle. Um, and weekday. Oh yeah, that's true. I mean that, 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 that's probably potentially the best weekday game of the week. Um, I don't and know. Then I guess, that's why it's tough. Cause it might not be either. <laughs> there's right. There's, there's at least two
2: ones. others, which
1: could, you know, contend for that title. There's maybe even more than that.
0: I mean, I love this matchup. I think both will be able to contend, you know, I think West Virginia with getting Cincinnati and UCF and getting more of a footprint in the East part of the country. I think that helps West Virginia's chances of being better. I think like West Virginia will now be able to recruit better in Florida
2: Oh, in the long run. Not this year. Okay. That's what what he said. Yeah, true, true. Okay. I was, I was more talking about this year in the long run. Who knows? I don't think Neil Brown's a guy. Well,
0: And then then Houston, obviously it's like the third biggest city in in the U S or fourth biggest city. I don't remember, but I know that, that, that team has been wanting a power five chance. So they could be really good down the road.
1: Well, I, I think Houston, you know, is a more boomer bust program. At this point, I shouldn't say that I should say there's more swing potential based on their performance. Whereas West Virginia is going to be West Virginia. They have their solid, you know, recruiting base and fan base, but I do think you're right with an expanded big 12 and more teams close by. They obviously can recruit from those States a little better and probably from their own state a little better. But no, I, Patty,
2: I, I think I agree with Patty. West Virginia is West Virginia. They're, they're always going to be West Virginia. They might bubble up a couple of years where everything goes right, but when you have such a, a a lack of talent close by, yeah, it helps where you can recruit nearby states and everything. But there's a lot of competition in those nearby states. You know, I mean, they're so, in
0: between Ohio and Pennsylvania. I don't want to say they're not surrounded by talent.
2: they well, yeah, but going to Morgantown, compared to you know going to State College or Columbus or any sure, other sure. of the major programs around there you know, I mean, that's, that's why West Virginia has always been a pretty good, they all, they've always been, you know, a, a hard nosed, tough program, but never the most talented group. I mean, how many all-stars have come from West Virginia in the NFL over the course sure, you know, a sure. handful, but. but,
0: but I do believe you get, you know, don't shit on Jeff house, Um uh, and uh, you get to me, like pl- having Cincinnati now when you were going into Ohio before, you're like, man, we're playing all of our games in Texas and Oklahoma. Now, now you can actually say, Hey, we play Cincinnati every year. We're going to be playing in Cincinnati and and Morgantown's not far away. You know what I mean? So I think that's an advantage. And also the fact you can go into Florida and say, Hey, we play UCF every year or, you know, almost every year.
1: And they're willing to go get dum dums. If you can get a coach that can (laughs) recruit that area, there is a lot of speed, you know, that other teams won't touch. Uh, you know
2: I, I'm glad Colby brought, uh, brought up Jeff Hostetler because Hostetler wanted to go to Penn State but Paterno wanted to make him a linebacker So <laughs> that shows you that West Virginia in, isn't the the top tier program that pl- that players in, in that area want to go to. All I
0: right. okay. well, just saying they've got they've had some good players Pat White made it to the the NFL uh, yeah. Pac- they have some backs. Yeah, uh, course, Noel Divine and
2: Missouri—they've I mean, had a solid program for yeah. 50 years. Of course, they have a, a handful of guys. All I'm saying is that you know overall their talent hasn't been as as high as others around I, them. Like and, I, and, I, and I would Ohio argue, state.
0: I would argue that they might have. Let, let's talk about without Texas and Oklahoma. What's the hardest place to go on go, go to in the Big 12 and get a dub? Probably Manhattan, right?
1: Maybe, um, maybe uh, West
0: Texas. Why am I drawing a blank on Olympic, the name? Well well, well lately it, lately it's not like Austin
2: has been up there.
0: I know, but Norman Norman's always been one of the hardest. Yeah, it, yeah. So my point is is that is Morgantown a top three hardest places to win in the in the new Big Twelve once Texas and Oklahoma? Well,
2: it part of that though is the big travel from all those teams in the mountain or central time zone. If you got a bunch of Northeast schools, still a tough place to play, obviously, because Morgantown gets lit. Yeah. But you you lose that
1: that long travel angle
0: true true it's so, still very hard
1: let me yes. say this one last thing for me about this game both teams are vying for their for the pecking order here you know they're going to come in and Houston's going to come in and be right around West Virginia's level so regardless of recruiting implications these teams are you know kind of fighting for their spot in the Big 12
0: all right I agree. I agree. Patty C, you're on the clock.
1: All right. I'm scrolling up. It really doesn't take long. There are two SEC games. We've already kind of touched on one. I'm going to play it because it's had such a wonderful history. Of course, we're going to Baton Rouge where the Tigers will play the Tigers, right? Or war Eagle will play the Tigers. Um, We're going to see if Hugh Freeze uh, can out coach, Brian Kelly, Brian Kelly, everyone's assuming is about to take a step forward and make LSU a true national title contender LSU. I mean, would you call Auburn a bit of a turnkey program based on the amount of talent they have? And is Hugh freeze the type of guy that is a turnkey coach is Auburn going to be good right away?
0: Uh, I don't know about this year, but I think next year. Yes. I I think, you know, getting, I mean, I I do think Hugh freeze can scheme up with the best of them, but I just thought that the cupboard was pretty empty because they all transferred out because of Harson. Even the year prior to last year, I feel like Harson's team lost a bunch of players that didn't want to be there, and he wasn't recruiting at a at a big time level. But once again, how how can you when your own university is creating fake sex scandals about you and your wife? Um, so uh, I, this game's a classic. This this game, even though I'm surprised they have only played like 50 some times, I do feel like these games are always fun. They're always really fun to watch. I just wonder this year, will Hugh Freeze's team be decent? I don't know that, that they will. But yeah, actually, you know what? They probably will because their non-con is ridiculous. You want to talk about, I was thinking about this.
2: Oh, their record might be better than, than what they actually are.
0: Have you seen way. their non-con?
2: UMass, Cal, Samford, New Mexico State.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. Come
2: on. <laughs> There's a chance they're five and one going into this game.
0: That's true. And they will be have, top 10 huh? probably.
2: Yeah, but, probably not. But so th- they have at Cal and at a and then home to Georgia before this game. And also don't get me wrong. Hold on. It's a, it's a ro- tough road trip, but they're also, they have, they have a buy before this. Wow. Which, does. yeah. But for me, this is kind of like Colby's USC Notre Dame. For me, this rivalry hasn't hit me that much. Sure. It's a great game, but in the sec West, like every week, there's great games for me. It doesn't stand that much head and shoulders above other sec West games. It's, it's a, it's a good game. Don't get me wrong, but I, it's not like must see
1: for me every year. Well, let's, let's do a quick uh, two, two, one minute caveat here or not caveat uh, you know, sidebar. And let's talk about what the best sec West games are to you. 10 seconds. I, Iron bowl has got to be number
0: one, right? Iron bowl one. Of
1: course. Of course.
0: Egg bowl might be number two for me. I love the egg bowl. The fact yeah. that they always play on Thanksgiving. I love the egg bowl. So those two jump out to me, but this would certainly be right there with him. I, I did like those Arkansas LSU matchups for a while, but it's right there.
2: And then there, there are some newer matchups like A&M Bama, which is interesting. Or you could say, um, and M Arkansas, which is interesting. Or when, when coach Leach was there, I thought any game that Michigan state was in was interesting. Mississippi so state.
0: Mississippi state, not Michigan state.
2: Um, I thought I said Mississippi state
1: short memory. You guys have, you yep. know, this game under uh, less miles uh, under, I guess I, you can't really say who is the uh, offensive coordinator that ended up being their coach. Uh, uh,
0: it wasn't. It was, well, no, I can I'm tell you this: by- what seven? The seven, the last seven matchups, six of them have been by a score or less. So he's got that in That's his face. That's pretty nice. That's yeah. pretty good. So the rivalry is is going good. Um, and and look, I think it's a it's a fun it's a fun rivalry. I actually think. I mean,
1: for like twenty years, this game has been like, who's going to be number two in the SEC behind? L. Patty L. C is a kind of a closet Auburn fan, or maybe not yeah. even closet. I'm closet. I'm out of the closet. I am. I am, you know, a flaming <laughs> Auburn fan here. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah. So I don't know. And, and I see the chat saying what's in the can. I'm drinking uh, some Colombian beer here.
2: Oh, and, uh, look, and Colby is in the can.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. <Yeah>. Out, out. <laughs> uh, look, uh, there's a lot out there that I like, but there's one weekday game that just gets me excited for college football, which one
2: there's so many, there's so many this week. I love it.
0: I'm taking you to the one on Tuesday. (laughs)
2: Nice. I'm taking
0: (laughs) you to the one where I actually love this rivalry mountains against meth, uh, (laughs) coastal Carolina at Appalachian state. Remember big bird is back at coastal Carolina and they also were able to retain their OC, I believe. So, uh, as much as I didn't care for the hire of Tim Beck, I think he did a great job keeping uh, keeping some of the the continuity there, and I think they'll probably be better than what I th- originally thought when they hired him. And then you have App State, who was you know just six and six a year ago, beat Texas A and M at Texas A and M. They're out of their six losses, five of them were by a score or less, and they were just an unlucky team. They're, I know they had the Hail Mary as one of their wins, so you say that's luck, but to lose that many close games. They, uh, they, they were an unlucky team by definition last year. I think App State was a lot better than that. And Coastal Carolina, App State, Tuesday night, this is, in my opinion, this is like new college football. When me, when me and Nick first started watching college football in the 90s, I know App State was good in the FCS, but this, this rivalry has came up, and this is like what I envision 50 years from now. This one's going to be a heater. This is going to be a heater. Coastal Carolina, Appalachian State. Nick, your thoughts.
2: You know I love the game, man. And funny timing because our, our our big App State fan Blanton Stamey just joined the chat right before Colby mentioned that. So I don't know if Colby was trying to appease him or it's just a coincidence. But no, this is a great game, man. And it's been it really has, you know, came up into a, a nice new rivalry, which with you know the bees, the beach versus the mountains. I know uh, App State calls Coastal the uh, Beach Chickens. <laughs> and uh, I, I went to this game last year. I was in Conway for this game last year. I walked into the stadium and the, the, the uh, student section is saying fuck app state fuck app state. So it's a, it's fun on both sides. I like both programs. So I'm kind of in the middle here, but uh coastal Carolina has never won in Boone. <laughs> now they've only played there yeah, maybe three times, no, but they've no, never, no. they've never won in Boone.
0: Check this out. They have played six times and they okay. are and six. In Boone. Look at right? that. O-6 in Boone.
2: As Sunbelt opponents, they're zero and two or 0 and three in Boone. Maybe that's what I was thinking.
0: But this is what I mean by the by the new college football. Weekday games that this this game, I'll take this over a lot of the stuff on on Saturday. Uh, this is a this is a game that like I mark my calendar for every year. So Patty C, what do you make of Coastal heading to Boone to take on App State in the Forest?
1: Well, I would say this is basically the quintessential Sunbelt game at this point. I don't know if you guys would agree with that, but they're kind of the programs that are super passionate about their school that are finding good coaches over and over um, through a dedication to the sport of football, you know, and, and you're right. These are the type of teams that do presumably continue their success through that formula. You know they're not reliant on other factors like money or uh, a huge contract, this or that. You're, you're passionate about your uh, your squad, and you're you do a good job finding coaches, right? Um, Coastal Carolina certainly the new newer newer money in this relationship. Abstate, an established brand. Um, I don't do know. You, I think it's amazing. Who do you
0: like more, Patty C? I think I like Abstate more. Mm, uh, me, me too. I, I me like too same but, here.
2: Yeah. Same here. But yeah. you know, I, I like was just down recently down. reading a, a a preview on Coastal, and I'm starting to maybe buy in. I mean, I think they apparently they're going to be like really run heavy this year. I don't know. I, I'm starting to think that originally I thought I was kind of down on Coastal with the Tim Beck hire, but I don't know. Just reading that preview, hearing a couple things, I'm like, all right, maybe they'll be a little bit better than I expected. And with with App State you know, the chase Bryce is gone and and they were very disappointing last year. They had, they should have, I mean, they, they should have won much, you know, at least two or three more games than they did. They really disappointed. So it's a, it's a huge year for uh, Sean Clark in year three, I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, they were in every game, but one, I think the Texas state game was the only game. And that was a bad loss. That was a bad and
2: Bland says I need to be at this game. I'd love to. I'm telling you, on a Tuesday night, it might be tough for me to get to Boone.
0: Well, if old Pick Dundee comes to town,
2: well, then I might have to, you know, make an exception. All right, Both we, might, we might have
0: to, we might have to wheel and deal here. Uh, all right.
1: Both teams uh, obviously buying. Say that again. There. Both teams obviously coming off a buy for the Tuesday game, so uh, well prepared. Um, I don't know. Both teams could be. Uh, there's a couple of tough uh, games on each of their slates, but one of these teams, we're assuming both of them are kind of past their like absolute peak and maybe headed for, you know, some nine to ten win seasons as opposed to eleven and twelve win seasons. Could this game propel one of them back up into uh, the the higher stratosphere?
0: Yes, maybe. Yes, perhaps. I mean, I wish it was a little. I wish it was like Halloween weekend where it's colder. A little colder, but we'll
2: see. <laughs> well, one more thing on this because Neil just mentioned in the chat Big Bird. So, Big Bird is just an, a nickname we made up for Grayson McCall because a uh, Chanticleer is a bird and he's a quarterback, so he became Big Bird. He, he, he I don't believe he is. Uh, <laughs> never mind, I won't even say that. Yeah, but the
0: chat, uh, <laughs> shout, shout out to Neil, you're, you're cracking us up. Um, and folks, you can watch this youtube.com slash the college football experience, but yes, that is my final play and hang on one second because we're going to get to the other side of this thing.